By the mystery of algorithms, the recommendation of a friend with good taste, or sheer dumb luck, you've found yourself listening to Pushing It Uphill. However you got here, welcome. This podcast chronicles Peter G and Adrian Smith's cross-UK cycle adventure in June 2023, riding 1,700 kilometres over two weeks from Land's End to John O'Groats and raising much-needed money for muscular dystrophy Tasmania. Every dollar donated goes directly to help purchase a wheelchair-accessible vehicle for a family in southern Tasmania as they meet the many challenges muscular dystrophy throws up in their lives. Pushing It Uphill is brought to you by our in-kind sponsors, Corecoms, Creative Imagery, Trail Science, the Tasman Hotel and the Coles Bay Triathlon. Here we are, Peter, again. We're uh, on to our second episode that's covering off the course that we're taking and where we're going to be on which particular day. And we start on day six for us. Uh, we've already done the episodes with day one to five. Day six um, is you'll be able to find the map for that in our show notes. So we'll put all of these maps in there so you can click on and uh, follow exactly where we'll be putting into our GPS uh, I'll have the phone mounted. A GPX file a is GPX. what it gets called in the uh, Cicerone guide. Yes, so those files are already in my phone. So uh, we could start tomorrow, Peter, if we really wanted, and I've got the mount all ready to go. What I haven't worked on is our contingency plan, which is if my phone stops working, how we're going to make it work on yours. But I will do that between now and then. Uh, uh, Richard Barrett does mention that, you know, some hard copy maps mm. are handy to have with you. I've got the Ordnance Survey map book here from 1986. So, <laughs> Oh, well, that'd be great. That, oh, no, I don't know. that It's a bit big too. That might be with the girls in the car, actually. So, yeah. Well, but, we've uh, also got um, really cool jerseys that we've had made up with a really cool logo that we've had made up. That's oh, actually, we can just consult that, can't it's got, we? Because it's got a map and it's got a line yeah. on it, so we can always Cannot just look, go at, wrong. look at our logo on our shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. So but we're back in line with the guidebook now. Yeah, uh, we, we, we extended the first five days out to six to mm. give us ourselves a little bit of an easier uh, entry into the ride. Uh, we're, we're now actually on flatter country for uh, three or four days. Yeah, but, terrific. Uh, so be... today we're doing Worcester to Nantwich. This mm-hmm. will be Wednesday if everything goes to plan, the 14th mm-hmm. of June. So we've got, uh, it's 83 miles or 134 kilometres. Uh, and there's 900 metres of ascent, so there's a bit in there. And there's a percentage there in that table of uh, traffic-free cycling that we'll it do. It's 14% traffic-free, Peter. Right. Okay, which, so uh, that'll be yeah. shared paths, uh, tow paths, a bit of gravel, um, but the rest of the time we'll hopefully on be, be on smallish roads. Indeed. To, yeah. Indeed. So... Uh, I was thinking at the start of this day from Worcester, we might take a little detour, Adrian, a little mm-hmm. bit west, three miles off the the Cicerone path. I mean, you don't have to follow this guide. You can make it up as you go along if you yep. like, uh, to Lower Broadheath, a village where Sir Edward Elgar was born. Oh, I know Elgar. Finally, finally <laughs> a music, musical. musical reference that you understand. <laughs> so we'll be uh, doing a little bit of pomp and circumstance as we're getting along today Indeed, on our ride. Yes. Yeah. Um, as well as, uh, you know, those marches, uh, which include landed hope and glory. He mm. was a very keen cyclist. Was uh, he? Sir Edward. Uh, until 1908, when his wife Alice, in her diary, noted that. E is very depressed because of all the motors 
that are on the road and have disturbed his previously quiet riding lanes. Mm. Uh, and he got so fed up that by the end of the uh, the decade, and to say that was the 19. 19- Uh, Hundreds by 1910, he'd stopped riding altogether at the age of 53, um, which is a bit sad. But he was a real advocate for riding a bike, and in the in the area there are numerous statues of him with his uh, his bike. Well, we absolutely have to be doing that, I think. And uh, interesting that he's uh, he he composed at the time he did, but his music is actually it sounds quite traditional if you think of. Pomp and circumstance and all of that. It's, it's a, only, what, 120 years old, sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah, or 110 years old. Certainly not Stravinsky. No. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can hum along to this, can't you? Indeed. That's the most intelligent thing I'm going to say on Pushing It Uphill for the entire time. Today, actually, we'll be traversing into what's officially northern England. So we're, we're leaving the south behind and heading up north. What does that mean we have to do? Do we have to speak slower or... Do, oh, I don't, oh, I can don't I offend a, these people we already? Can, you can talk uh, ill of the people in the south, Excellent. I think. Yeah, once you, oh, get, once growing, you get north and vice versa. Yeah. Having grown up on the northwest coast of Tasmania... You know, spe- we know all about that in Tassie, don't we? Speaking ill of people in the south, I've yeah. done that my whole life. So we're following National Cycle Network routes 46 and 45 uh, along tena- uh, canal towpaths. Uh, we go past an old Roman salt mining town, Droitwich Spa, where they used to take the waters for, for their health back in the day. So rail trails as well uh, into the West Midlands now. And we go through Kidderminster after 20-odd miles today, and that's famous for its carpet mills. And the Kidderminster Funk Clique. <laughs> In 1979, uh, when we went on a family holiday to England, uh, I was starting my radio broadcasting career and I was taping radio stations and going to go back and listen to how, you know, the the professionals in the UK did it. And I remember there was a phone in and uh, a bloke took a call from this fella from the Kidderminster Funk clique. You know, they liked funk music, you know, so he paid a request or whatever. And that's stuck in my head ever since. (laughs) So I don't know if the Kidderminster Funk clique is still in existence, but uh, if there's any of them listening, uh, ride out and and join us for the day on the bike. That would be if you can regale us with, uh, you know, a bit of parliament or <laughs> something along those lines. I wonder, if, and if anyone's listening who thinks that we should not have called this Pushing It Uphill and <laughs> should have called it something like uh, Peter's historical tour of England with weird music factoids then, uh, yeah, please uh, suggest some new names for us. No, I'll, I'll try and keep it to a minimum. But we're following the River Stour now, a bit of easy riding in sandstone sort of conifer uh, treed country, uh, just to the west of Wolverhampton and the, the Black Country. And uh, we, we go past RAF Cosford after 44 miles. Fantastic uh, aircraft museum. Museum, oh. yes, I have had a look at that. We might we get a have chance to try and get in there. Heads think, in. Yeah. You know, if if you love the Delta Wing aircraft of the sixties, mm. uh, there's a fantastic Vulcan bomber there. I've visited this place before, so, yeah, right. but I could easily go back again. As long as there's a place to tie our bikes up outside with a lock, that's the main thing. Yeah, onto one of the exhibits, probably. Yeah, oh yes, we tie it to a Harrier jump jet. <laughs> that's right. Uh, we go past the uh, Lilyshell 
sports centre where in 1966 the English World Cup squad trained before their ultimate victory at Wembley. So that's where <laughs> that Bobby a... Charlton and co uh, did their thing and Bobby Moore. So. That is a niche fact, Peter. Uh, and that, I think is... uh, English Olympians still train there. So, oh, do they? Uh, yeah. Yep. So that's something to look at. Um, we're going through Shropshire now. We go through Newport and Market Drayton and into Cheshire and the ancient market town of Audlam. And there's a boulder in the middle of the town that's got a, uh, a ring inset into it which they used to tie the bears to before they'd antagonise them and in the old practice in the 17th and 18th century of bear baiting, which was entertainment for the masses. It's oh my uh, thankfully been... <laughs> frowned upon these I days. I think there's, there could be some actual um, reality TV shows these days, Peter, that are just as bad as bear baiting, <laughs> I would suggest. Prodding human beings, yeah, yeah to do yeah. that sort of stuff. And at the 80-mile mark, we pass the secret nuclear bunker, which is not secret anymore. <laughs> it's a tourist say. attraction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we finish in Nantwich, which was uh, uh, the most important of the, uh, the Cheshire towns in the medieval period. Excellent. On to the next day, Peter. Yeah, we're at day seven, Nantwich to Garstang. This is 85 miles, 136 kilometres, Tuesday the 15th of June. And 46% traffic-free day we've got coming up, this which is, uh... is hard to believe when you look at our route because we're going uh, into industrial Lancashire now. We're, we're going between Liverpool and Manchester. You mm. wonder it's going to be so busy and built up. But mm. no, we're on a lot of the canal paths. Uh, because of that industrialisation era and having to move ships up the man, uh, you know, the Manchester Ship Canal and mm. all the interlo- interweaving canals there, we actually are sort of on a green corridor. Yeah, and we've got eighty-five kilometres in uh, eighty-five miles in front of us, or one hundred and thirty-six kilometres, and six hundred metres of climbing. So pretty flat day, mm-hmm. actually. One of yeah, actually could be just about the flattest. To be honest, so yeah, there was one earlier on. We should make good good ground, especially as we're on you know shared uh, path pathways and not having to uh, put up with too, that much traffic. Mm. Hopefully, um, but um, we're in the heart of rugby league country here. We go through Warrington and uh, St Helens. Uh, we don't go through St Helens, I don't think, uh, but we do go through Wigan. So uh, yeah, for those that like that code. Uh, all these names are, are, are well known. Uh, we also go through a town before we get there called Northwich, which was the birthplace of David Goldstein, who became better known to the world in 1979 as Rupert Holmes. <laughs> you do know him, though, <laughs> I don't do you? I do know him, yes. If you Do they drink many pina coladas there, <laughs> Peter, is what Look, I, I reckon know. you'd get... You'd get uh, some nasty looks if you front up to a pub bar and ask for a pina colada. But we'll not do that in honour of Rupert Holmes with his big hit escape. Yeah, I, did, I guess the pub, you would surely find a pub that would celebrate that sort of a. They might character. not even know that because he was only, a, he was born there, he made his name in the United States. So we might be actually giving them a factoid when we get there about why their town is is famous to people who like their 70s music. Peter, I'm certain that you're going to be telling people about their towns that were bit with factoids that they don't know. <laughs> Absolutely certain. I'll probably end up sprouting it back to them as well. So after 65 miles, we're going through Preston. That's where we actually carve our way between Manchester and Liverpool. So the birthplace of Freddie Flintoff, great England fast bowler, all-rounder. So uh, we might 
have one for for Freddie yep. there, uh, and then uh, we loop around the Preston Docks on the uh, River Ribble, and where we finish the day in uh, Garstang, having ridden along the Lanc- Lancashire Cycleway. So it should be a nice way to finish the day. And lots of names. We're covering what what I'm excited about, Peter, is that you know hearing names of places. You know England a lot better than I. I've I've been there, but not seen a lot of it. And I'm hearing. You know, in the one day we're going through, you know, five or six places I've actually heard of, um, uh, you know, and it all seems so far away and big. But we, we, I guess we're covering quite a few kilometres, but it just sort of shows you. I think that, I actually, uh, I think Richard Barrett says that it, if we were on the continent, it'd be like going from southern France up into um, Scandinavia. Really? So that gives you an idea about the distance that we're covering and you imagine the different nationalities and languages you would cover in that time. So going through the length of England and Scotland, mm. we are going to go through places that you know we've read about and uh, since we were kids. And yeah, a lot of this stuff, yeah. And yeah, seen on TV. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Day 8, Friday the 16th, uh, Garstang to Penrith. Very interested to see if Penrith looks like... Uh, the western suburbs West, of Sydney. Yeah, western Sydney. So we've got uh, 70 miles ahead of us, uh, 112 kilometres, so a bit of a shorter day, uh, but it's 1,400 mm-hmm. uh, metres of climbing, so quite a bit of climbing, and 1% traffic free, Peter. Yeah, I so know. So we're going to, yeah, this is going to be but a they're day. But oh, they're going to be quiet roads, I think. They're, uh, they're not sort of closed to traffic, but when you look at, at what we're doing, we're spectacular scenery. This might be if we get good weather, the day where we're looking out over the Yorkshire Dales, mm. the Lake District, um, the Forest the, of Boland. The, the Lakes District will be to our left as we go up, won't it? Uh, that's right, and the uh, Yorkshire Dales will be to our right. To our right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, terrific. So we go both through, both through an edge of both those national parks. And... Yeah. and the good thing about a day where there's lots of ups and downs does mean that we'll hopefully have lots of good scenery and views from from up high, uh, where we can get a really good. And we'll sense be of looking that. up too to the fells, um, certainly the Howgills Fells in the, the Yorkshire Dales National Park. So, the real high stuff will be we won't actually be climbing; we'll yeah. be riding alongside. We'll it, be looking so. at it, <laughs> and the sheep and uh, yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. This day, day eight, should just be brilliant. Excellent. I am noticing in the Cicerone book that it, uh, the photo that they've got on this stage, it is uh, raining. So um, <laughs> it may be around these hills that might actually attract a bit more cloud. As we know in, in Tasmania, and, uh, and we've, uh, we've already had one training ride where we, we've had pouring rain. So uh, I guess, uh, yeah, if we get into that sort of, sort of weather, we'll be hopefully fairly well uh, acclimatised, but uh, maybe a few more rainy training rides to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, you know, when you get in within yourself when you're riding, uh, it really doesn't matter. No. Though it would be nice to have some, to be able to see the scenery. It's disappointing to know it's out there behind that fog bank and we just can't see it. Well, so, it'll yeah. be what it'll be. We can't, it afford, a, we can't afford to miss a day, so... Uh, we uh, hooker by crook will be doing these days, uh, and you know, also we'll have flashing lights front and back so mm. that we're visible for yeah. the drivers as po- much as possible. Our mm. cycling gear is bright yellow. Yes, indeed. Don't run over me yellow. <laughs> the Penrith to Moffat, Peter. Day nine, uh, Saturday the seventeenth. Uh, yeah, we've got a hundred and twelve k in front of us this day. 
112 k's, and uh, that's uh, 70 miles in the in the old book, uh, and will be 700 meters of climbing. So that's uh, that's not too, not bad. too bad. It's one of the lesser days for us. Five um, percent traffic free. Don't quite know what that means. Is uh, it, it will be. You know, still hopefully pretty quiet country roads by We've the time sort we're of up here. We've been shadowing the M6 all the way, uh, so hopefully all the traffic is on the, on the major motorway. Uh, today we actually, I think, go through Carlisle, so the M6 motorway. I will be singing to you this day. I'll be singing "Helen Wheels" by Wings. Is that about the M6? He talks about the M6, oh my yeah, where the carburetors roar or something like that. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today we're actually crossing the border into Scotland. Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, terrific. So Moffat's in Scotland. I believe so. Is, uh, yes. If we uh, haven't gone off route, we should be, we should be in Scotland. <laughs> oh, terrific. We go through Gretna Green, which famously was where uh, the elopers used to go to, to to get married in a registry office, I think, from the English would cross the border. Is that right? I think, yeah. Look, I, I will be corrected on this, mm. but I think it was uh, harder to do in England, so you'd go into Scotland and tie the knot. So we would finish that day with a whiskey, surely. For sure, a yeah, single malt. When yeah. we do that, a single malt. Yeah, that'll be marvellous. And we'll, we'll uh, toast Alan Moffat, that great Ford driver. Yeah, uh, good to see, as we record this, his uh, son won up at Simmons Plains on the weekend in the Trans Am series. But I, you know, for any uh, petrol heads listening, Alan Moffat, a Canadian Australian Mm. who uh, had great battles with uh, the Holden Dealer team and Peter Brock back in the day in touring car racing. Uh, and I worked with him actually in commentary on a couple of occasions and really terrific fella. So. uh, Alan is still with us, not in the best of health, but uh, anyway, mm. Moffat. That could be so where the, the Moffat family name comes it from. It could be, They yeah. may have immigrated to Canada from mm. there. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. So day 10 now, we're coming up to the leg of our Le Jog, which will take us to uh, two-thirds of the way into the race. Uh, well, it's not a race, but, um, you know, our, our journey north. Sunday the 18th of June, Peter. We're on stage 10, which is Moffat to South Queens Ferry. Or so which we're is heading for the Scottish capital. Into Edinburgh. Yeah. Yeah, which is, uh, there's 900 metres of climbing over 64 miles or 102 kilometres, so a shorter day. And this hopefully shouldn't be too bad. I'm hoping that, you know, we're uh, well and truly into the ride. We're, you know, coming up to, uh, you know, we're sort of into the final We third. should be peaked, really. Uh, we don't want to plateau. But, and then start dropping down the other side because we've still got the Kengore Mountains to come in Scotland. Mm. So uh, even though that they're gentle in inclines, they'll be the longest climbs that we do. So that's in the the last third of our Le Jog. But um, yeah, we really should be feeling a million dollars surely. By, you would, you would uh, hope day so. 10. And yeah. this day it starts with a bit of climbing, but but not a great deal, and actually does finish up pretty much going downhill for the for the final sort of probably 25 miles so uh yeah hopefully yeah i think we'll we be... do i think uh, with terrific views oh, and uh, coasting to south queens ferry which is on the 4th of firth or is it the firth of fourth i went to the commonwealth games in scotland in 1986 with the abc as a as a studio presenter of those games on tv and we always had to think very hard which way we said it <laughs> so that we didn't 
seem like uh, total gumbies from Australia. So, uh, and the uh, fourth bridge, famous uh, railway and uh, traffic bridge, and that's where we'll finish on the southern side. On the, uh, that other side, so on a, on no, on the bottom side. I yeah, think. yeah, 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 yeah. And then we'll we'll head into the Ed- Edinburgh for, the, Edinburgh for the, the night for the night and go and find a good restaurant or something. I would suspect or a good pub. Uh, for some grub, you've been to Edinburgh before, so oh, you'll, yeah. be able, you'll be able yes, to show the me. Go to the grass market and uh, see Grey Friars Bobby. Uh, there's a statue of this little dog that lived in the the graveyard, and yeah. Disney made a film out of it, I think. So, uh, oh really? Yeah. Oh, that wasn't the Lady in the Tramp, was it? it no, it wasn't. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> so there's a little statue to him, and actually, I had turnips and neeps. Uh, sorry, man. turnips are neeps. Haggis mm. and neeps. Haggis I had and in neeps. Edinburgh in 1986. So we're in a little restaurant, a real little, very uh, almost a throwback to <laughs> the 1900s. This really? little restaurant uh, where they served the traditional fare. So yeah, right. Well, there's pl- there. plenty, and the and the Cicerone book does talk about all the Scottish fare that's that's uh, that you can get. Obviously, you've got haggis um, and the the single malt, but you've also got Scotch broth. Uh, oat cakes, plenty of shortbread. I'll be getting into that because I absolutely love shortbread. And the uh, I reckon the, we'll have that in our uh, in the pockets in the back of our. I reckon, yeah. And jerseys. on the, the start of this day, we'll probably grab. We'll go to Our Little Baker's Limited for some um, Moffat Tasty, which is a, a fruit loaf with added uh, pieces of local Moffat toffee. I reckon we will have got that when we we're in Moffat, and we yeah, yeah, we'll we'll eat it. Brought it with that. us, okay. During, to, on this day, that's right. I reckon that's what we've got to make as our uh, okay. food on the our go, snack on the go. So we will need to remember that our little bakers. I'm going to need to make a list. And also in Edinburgh, I hope to get to the Sheep's Heed, which is a pub that I didn't get to in 1986, where there's actually a bowling alley, you know, Skittles, uh, with. Uh, in the pub itself. I think so, we need yeah. to make a note to start really early on this day. It's a shorter day, so we can actually have a good look around Edinburgh. I yeah, think that'd be good. Yeah, a wonderful town. Mm. So uh, I know my wife Lorraine's really looking forward to getting back to Edinburgh, where we met up in '86 after the Commonwealth Games, and then uh, hopped in the car and did a bit of touring for a week yeah. after the games themselves, and ended up in the Orkneys and uh, ended up married. So uh, that's right. another story. That is a whole other story. <laughs> So, Adrian, uh, Scotland now for the rest of our podcast uh, previews of the route to what's uh, coming our way on the road in June. We'll be all in Scotland and we'll be heading right up into the Heelands. Okay, so, the new. Uh, yeah. I think, you know, I hope to be proven wrong on this trip, but I enjoyed Scotland and the people more than the English yeah. when I, I went there in, in the, for the first time. I just thought they were more uh, welcoming um, uh, more like us, perhaps, than the mm. English, a little bit more reserved. But, mm. uh, you know, well, I'm looking to be proven wrong. But I'm sure the Scots are still very welcoming and uh, there might be a wee dram or two along the way. Thanks for listening to Pushing It Uphill. Remember, every dollar you donate to our ride for muscular dystrophy Tasmania goes directly to help purchase a wheelchair accessible vehicle for a family in southern Tasmania as they meet the many challenges muscular dystrophy throws up in their lives. You can click on the link and donate in our show notes. Thanks to our kind sponsors who have helped us along the way, Corecoms, Creative Imagery, Trail Science, Tasman Hotel and the Coles Bay Triathlon.